0: Welcome to Cover the Weekend, a sports betting podcast powered by Parlay Media. Hello again, friends out in podcast land. It's the weekend and it's time to cover the weekend. Thanks again for joining me. I'm Tommy Lorenzo. You can find me on Twitter at Sportsbook Tom. The uh, website, thevegasparlay.com. Check it out if you can. I'd like to start off this week's uh, podcast episode uh, with a brief discussion about Travis Kelsey and Taylor. Just kidding. I don't discuss that stuff on Cover the Weekend. Let's go right at it. Let's take a look at an NFL future bet before diving into the weekend's betting options. NFL Coach of the Year betting um, isn't too exciting. I don't think it's very exciting future to uh, necessarily that exciting to bet on or have action on uh, but one thing I do like about this bet as an individual award wager is that coaches don't get hurt. Um, you can bet a future for you know MVP or most passing yards things of that nature uh, most receiving yards you know you can bet two for MVP and he's certainly a viable candidate uh, but if he's out for several games which he has been in the past hopefully he's not he's a great talent. That pretty much automatically makes an MVP bet on that Dolphins Q- uh, QB uh, trash bin material. You know, if he misses four or five games, basically someone else is going to be looked at as MVP. Typically, his coach Mike McDaniel of the Dolphins can currently be had anywhere from plus three fifty to plus 400, four to one. McDaniel deserves to be favored in the market, and you still have a healthy three and a half to you know four to one uh, odds, depending on what sports book is available to you to make the bet on Mike McDaniel to be coach of the year. Uh, Dan Campbell of the Lions is at plus 750. If they end up uh, winning on Thursday night, that game's going on right now as I'm recording, um, that may go down a little because the uh, the path to the division title uh, slowly but surely gets better for the Lions if, if they can get past the Packers in Green Bay on Thursday night. Uh, the Falcons coach, Arthur Smith, he's at 10-1. to uh, but right now, and it is very early in the season. The season, excuse me. The coach of the year award is Mike McDaniel's to lose. Uh, Packers head coach Matt Lafleur is 14 to one. He can be in the hunt for that award if the Packers, you know, continue on on a strong trajectory. Um, I think looks like they're going to go down on Thursday night, but they could still pull off winning the NFC North. But it's unlikely. So I think the two favorites are justified here at. Pretty good odds, I would think. McDaniel, maybe not so much. 4-1 to one is good, but Dan Campbell at 7-1 to one, might be worth some pizza money. So that's enough with the future um, talk. Now it's time to cover the weekend, and we go straight to college football. I took a deep look at Friday night Major League Baseball, and uh, we've hit three out of the four last Friday night MLB plays, but I won't force it, uh, given that this is, you know, basically the last weekend of the regular MLB season and other factors involving starting pitchers and rookie late and uh, batting lineups. I'll be skipping baseball this weekend, but I will be keeping an eye on it for next weekend as baseball playoffs start. Pitchers will be fully crank, cranked. Lineups will be um, you know at their optimal, um, optimal strength for each uh, baseball team. So MLB playoffs is coming, and I'll certainly be looking at that to uh, hopefully uh, share some winners uh, with you when that gets started. So, plenty of uh, gems out there in college football land. And again, as I mentioned uh, in past podcasts, it's good to look at the at the, you know, the, the big games uh Notre Dame Duke this weekend, um Colorado USC obviously, which you know, I'll probably have some pizza money on Colorado, but I'm not going to make it an official podcast play. I just think the defensive problems that USC has are real. And um, it's just too many points for me. But we won't make that an official play. Let's just say some pizza money on uh, Dion's boys. But let's go right to the uh, nitty-gritty here. Starting on Friday, let's get our weekend going. 7-15, Degenerate Special, late-night start for you East Coast folks. Uh, 7-15 here Pacific on ESPN, where uh, the Cincinnati Bearcats visit BYU in a Big 12 uh, matchup. Seems weird to say uh, Big 12 matchup, but this is the new Big 12, and um, college football obviously is changing a lot. So it just seemed weird to me, but um, what's not weird is that we have a really good Friday night game here. This should be an entertaining game. As far as BYU goes, <clears throat> they cannot run the ball. Uh, they average a very bad 2.3 yards per rush attempt. That's good for 122nd in all of college football. So that that's pretty terrible. Uh, BYU just can't run the ball. Uh, I think the lack of a running attack will allow uh, Cincinnati um, to focus on slowing down the BYU passing attack. Now, the BYU can pass. Uh, Kedon Slovis, he threw for over 350 yards last week. He also threw two picks. Um, On the Cincinnati side, I think their defense will be the difference in this game. As long as their offense, particularly their quarterback, Emory Jones, keeps turnovers under control. Uh, He had a couple turnovers uh, last week couple of interceptions. He's got to keep that under control. Uh, You know, the Bearcats, Cincinnati, they kept the high-powered Oklahoma Sooner offense. They contained them to 20 points last week. And as I mentioned on the podcast before, defense travels, in my opinion, especially in college football. And I think Cincinnati will bounce back here after that uh, defeat, uh, which was not embarrassing to Oklahoma. I think they can uh, challenge, pose a challenge to BYU here. I'm on Cincinnati. The line right now is Cincinnati plus one. The line's been moving around. It was at two and a half, two and a half the other way. The action's been moving around on this game, but as of this podcast, Cincinnati plus one. Or you can put them on the money line, but I think they'll do enough uh, to get the victory Friday night at BYU. Moving on to Saturday, Big Ten action. The Michigan Wolverines visit the Nebraska Cornhuskers 12.30 p.m. Pacific time. This will be on Fox. It's hard to believe if you look at Nebraska's two and two record and that drubbing they took at the hands of Colorado a few weeks ago, but Mount Rule's Cornhuskers defense is number three in the nation when it comes to opponents' yards per rush attempt. They're doing a good job stopping the run, and I really like defenses. you probably noticed defenses that can, um, you know, contain the run game. Um, Nebraska's defense is allowing just one point eight yards per rush attempt. That's excellent. Now, Michigan's offensive line is going to be much different than what the corner husters have seen so far in 2023. Michigan's line is elite. But nonetheless, stopping the run is still Nebraska's strength, and it will help them stay in this game, in my opinion. For the whole game, I'm not so sure, but I'm looking at the first half here. If Nebraska's defense steps up, Michigan may figure it out eventually, but I think Nebraska can hang around a little bit. In addition to the strong run defense, Nebraska's quarterback, Heinrich Harburg, can run, and that's enough, he's an upgraded quarterback than what Nebraska had earlier in the season, which really cost them, I don't know if it cost them games, but it, it put them in really bad positions, uh, their quarterback play did early, you know, first couple games of the season. Um, this Harburg kid who's uh, from Nebraska uh, can run if he gets in trouble in the pocket, and he can make some plays. He can move. It has been a while since the Wolverines' defense has faced a running quarterback of this caliber. There are plenty of sports book with Nebraska sports books, excuse me, with Nebraska at a plus nine and a half first half. That's available at several books. I saw a ten here and there offshore, but we're going to deal with you know U.S. based sports books for the sake of this podcast. We have Nebraska plus nine and a half available at a few spots, and that's what I'm on here. As I think uh, there are enough variables. To make things a little less um, a little a little less comfortable for Michigan uh, as they visit Nebraska Saturday. So Nebraska plus nine and a half. First half is the play for this one, this uh, Big Ten matchup. Okay, moving on. The ACC. Missouri is visiting Vanderbilt at 1 p.m. Pacific on Saturday. This point spread has uh, has held pretty steady at Mizzou minus 13 and a half. And as long as it stays under two touchdowns, which so far it's looking like it will, uh, I'm interested in fading uh, interested in fading Vanderbilt and their very pedestrian offense once again this season. I've, I've had a couple picks against Vandy on the podcast since the beginning of the college football season, and I'm going to fade them again until proven otherwise, uh, regarding their defense anyway. Mizzou is a top 20 team in terms of yards per play. Vandy's defense is ranked 91st in the nation in yards allowed per play. Not a good combination if you're Vandy, in my opinion. The reason that stinks even more is that Vandy's defense has allowed these numbers versus the likes of UNLV, Hawaii, and Alabama a and I really think Missouri is going to do what they uh, what they want offensively on Saturday. My number shows Missouri by 18 in this game. So conference game or not, I'm laying a 13.5. I think that's fine. Uh, I like the road favorite here. Take Missouri, minus 13.5. If it gets to 14, I still think uh, that works. I don't think it will. Uh, Another college football game I'll be betting on on Saturday, and we'll make it a podcast play as well, is Bowling Green plus 22 at Georgia Tech. Now, I'm holding a Bowling Green under season win total ticket, and I do have them losing here, but the number I have is Tech winning by about 14 to 15 points. Uh, I think people are overreacting or the market is overreacting to Georgia Tech um, being uh, improved, but that doesn't mean they're a juggernaut that's going to easily, you know, um, blow out a team like Bowling Green that can um, hold its own offensively. Um, So I think uh, Bowling Green here at plus 22 uh, works. Um, That's the play I'll have. That'll be the final podcast play um, in college football anyway. For this weekend. Now, moving on to the NFL, uh, there's a few uh, games that I'll be on this Sunday. Uh, I've completely revamped my approach to NFL this season, and so far it's paying off. Historically, uh, the NFL has been my Achilles heel uh, when it comes to sports I bet on, um, and I've been very open about that with my friends on Twitter. Um, I'm very comfortable with Major League Baseball, college football, college basketball, but NFL has always posed a little bit of a challenge for me. But so far this year, with some changes, uh, things are going much better. It's still early, but things are going well. Related to this new approach, I'd like to share with my friends here in podcast land, I'm actually on the first page of the Superbook Contest Standings going into week four. So I'm, I'm right there, and uh, with a couple more good weeks, I think um, it's going to start getting interest- Interesting. But again, not counting my chickens at all. Got to keep working hard and handicapping well to stay uh stay in the hunt there on the uh on the Super Contest. Um it's still early, but I'm hoping this new approach I have uh, has some staying power and I can continue providing winning plays uh to all of you uh, out there when it comes to the NFL. Um some of this new approach has been from taking in some wisdom over the last couple of years and knowledge From some NFL handicappers that I've grown to respect as I listen to them, whether it be on YouTube, on their podcasts, or simple things that they put out on Twitter. Um, One of them in particular, and many of you know him if you're in gambling Twitter land, uh, Las Vegas Chris. His Twitter handle is at Chris, all one word. Chris has no H, it's C-R-I-S. Most of you that participate in gambling Twitter are, are familiar with him. He appears on several sports betting media outlets throughout the week, uh, you know, talking NFL, and I've learned a lot from him. I was fortunate enough to run into him a few weeks ago uh, while I was uh, doing some stuff over at uh, the Circus Sportsbook in Vegas. It was about a five-minute talk, but just in those five minutes, he he talked to me about some things that uh, really helped me. So I appreciate him, and if you're not following him and you're an NFL better, um, you should. Or at least check him out. He has a YouTube page as well under the same name, Las Vegas Chris. Chris with no H. So just a little plug for, for Las Vegas Chris there. Okay, on to the NFL. Last week, a perfect 3-0, and which I'm very happy about. Uh, that turned out uh, really well with the Steelers wrapping it up on Monday night and uh, helping uh, the podcast plays go to a perfect 3-0. First off, this week will be London, Sunday morning, Jaguars and Falcons. Jacksonville is favored by uh, three points uh, in this matchup. They're facing Atlanta, of course. And I faded Atlanta last week against the Lions. And an important factor as to why I took a stance against the Falcons was because of Detroit's strong run defense, which is Atlanta's strength offensively, and it continues to be. Jacksonville's defense uh, fits the same mold as the Lions' uh, defense uh, does. The Jaguars can stop the run and neutralize Atlanta's strength which is Bijan Robinson running it. I think the Jags uh, come back from a poor and in many ways unlucky performance at home versus the Houston Texans. That was a weird deal. There were some things that happened that game that, you know, some drop passes and other things where I just don't see Jacksonville continuing to be that inconsistent. They're well coached, and Trevor Lawrence is a good quarterback. And I think in Europe on Sunday, they get the job done. I'm on the Jags minus three against the Atlanta Falcons. The second NFL game I'm looking at is the Miami Dolphins at Buffalo Bills. This should be a good game, interesting game, if nothing else. The lands, uh, the line stands at Buffalo minus two and a half. Um, the Buffalo defense is allowing the third uh, lowest time of possession to their opponents. I like that stat for defenses. Um, that's so far this year in the NFL. Small sample size, only a few weeks. Uh, but sustained drives from Josh Allen and the Buffalo um, uh, offense will be key To their defense staying fresh and hopefully continuing to allow uh, a low time of possession, which is what you need when you face a team like the Miami Dolphins, who are pretty explosive offensively. But the less minutes they have the ball, uh, the better. Buffalo has proved that they can uh, uh, do this um, so far this season defensively. And I like them at home as a short favorite at two and a half. I, I think that works for me. Take Buffalo and lay the points um, at home on Sunday. The other NFL game that I'll uh, book as an official podcast play is the Chargers, minus five and a half at home versus the Raiders. Um, Chargers have their share of problems, but not nearly as bad as the Las Vegas Raiders have it with quarterback problems, Garoppolo's injured, don't know who's going to start. Defensive issues, the Raiders' defense has been terrible and what appears to be some locker room um, issues there with the Raiders. So I'm on the San Diego Chargers uh, this week minus five and a half at SoFi Stadium. No suspicious lines this week. I was tempted to place KC on there as only a nine and a half point favorite against the Jets, but the fact that the Jets have shown that they play good defense at home, and um, you know the Chiefs' uh, offense is rolling again, but you know the Jets may play tight defense, and maybe keep it somewhat close. But I can't put a uh, a mark as a suspicious line on the Chiefs when I'm actually on them this week. I like them not making it an official podcast play. But in my contest, pl- contest play, uh, minus 9.5, the Chiefs, I'm on them. But uh, they were a candidate for suspicious lines but didn't see anything that uh, um, fit, the, uh, fit the mold, in my opinion, for it. So no suspicious lines this week, but I'm pretty sure we'll have one next week. Again, I want to thank all of you for listening at Sportsbook Tom on Twitter, TheVegasParley.com. Uh, I throw all the podcast plays after they, um, after they hit the podcast. I do put them on the free pick page. I do put them on the podcast first, however. So please check that out. Thanks again for um, all the, uh, all the love on Twitter, the five-star reviews. There's a bunch in there. I'm always grateful for that. I appreciate it. If you haven't given a review and you would be kind enough to put the five-star review, uh, press the five-star review button on there, I would really appreciate it. Have a great betting weekend. May all your bets be winning ones, and I'll see you next week to cover the weekend. Take care, everybody.